Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. everybody this is hondo carpenter from sports illustrated's fan nation las vegas raiders insider podcast and today we're going to be discussing um an article that will be publishing on wednesday today is the 27th so it's on today wednesday the 27th at noon eastern so if you're watching it before where the article has yet to publish if you're watching it after it's already published um and I'm going to just dance around the perimeter of the article, but I I feel it's important to address an issue real quick. I got a text and excuse me, not a text, an email from uh, a reader and a listener yesterday, and this is what the person says: is the uh, his name is um, Nathan Nathan F. He says, Hondo, it's about time that you turned on Josh McDaniels and saw what the rest of us have all seen. Appreciate all that you do, Nathan F. Okay, I want to address something because I think this is really, really important. I am not a fan. I love football. I care for people that I like and respect. And I have friends in management, coaching, or playing, or any combination of the three on every NFL team. <clears throat> so I 
I didn't, I have not turned on Josh McDaniels. Mm. And I want to explain what I mean. When Josh McDaniels got this job, he inherited a playoff team. Now, the owner felt like <clears throat> Rich Bisaccia and the team in place could not get them to where he wanted to go. Now, I said at the time, I said it on Raider Nation Radio, I said it multiple places. I'm on the record. I'm a public figure. I'm not hiding in my mother's basement. And I said at the time, he was taking a very bold risk. His players wanted Rich Bisaccia. They had just gone through Henry Ruggs, John Gruden, and everything, and somehow kept it together. <clears throat> but I also said it was his team and his decision. I, I, whatever he decided. But I said this. And go back and listen to the archives. That if he made the change, he was going to have complete responsibility for what happened. So they brought in the man that was the number one coaching candidate in the NFL that year. Multiple teams had wanted him for multiple times. Now, I said at the time that when you look at the fact that everybody wanted him, it was a good hire if you're trying to build long-term stability and you're looking for the least downside risk. <clears throat> now, remember, I'd already made it clear I would have kept Rich, <clears throat> given him a three-year deal, and said, if you return to the playoffs uh, in 2022, it automatically extends. Give him a chance to prove himself. He didn't want to do that. And that's fine. He's the owner. That's his right. But I also said he had to live with the consequences of it. Now, please stay with me because this is important as I lay out this timeline. If you're Mark Davis, who admittedly doesn't know football like his dad, who's looking to do stability. You just gave Gruden a 10-year deal, which is unheard of, but you're trying to prove to your fan base, I may not know football like my dad, but I'm bringing in the people. I've got the resources. Let's do it. I applauded him for it. So he goes and gets Josh McDaniels. Now, let me tell you a couple of things, and I think this is really important. I admit it and have said all along, Josh completely failed in Denver. He was an egomaniac. And he'd made a lot of decisions and alienated a lot of people. I know people that played with him. I know people that were in the organization at the time that played for him, excuse me. And I know people in the media. And they all had the same stories. But he got humbled. And he comes from a great family. His father is one of the best coaches, high school coaches in American high school football history. He had a good lineage, went back and found himself, realizes I don't have to go act like um bill belichick and so i also said because people were, look what he did to Indi indianapolis okay i know the details of what happened in indianapolis because of people in indianapolis i've been told off the record so i can't repeat it and i told people i have zero issues with him not taking the job in indianapolis i still feel that way today if i were josh mcdaniels i would not have taken it either now i understand you don't have any reason to believe me if you don't want to, but I believe he had a viable reason and there's no reason to get into it not to take the job. So he comes here, 
because the owner wanted to make a change. And people didn't like him because of what happened in Denver. Didn't like him because of what happened in Indianapolis. I don't blame you for not liking in Denver. If you don't know the details, I can see where <clears throat> Indianapolis um, bothers you. It does not bother me in the least bit. But he comes and gets the job, and he's given a job and told, do X, Y, and Z. So he sets out with Dave Ziegler to do X, Y, and Z. Now, let me just give you a couple of stats here. In 21, the team he took over, they were 18th in the NFL, scoring 21.8 points per game. Okay? They felt like we need a better offense. Let's go. Let's make things happen. Now, I know for a fact, and I've reported this ad nauseum, even asked Josh about it in press conferences, it's a public thing. One of the reasons, and he could have taken a lot of jobs, that he um, wanted this job was because of his respect and admiration for Derek Carr. Okay? So he gets here. It doesn't work. Derek Carr doesn't leave hating him. He doesn't leave hating Derek Carr. It didn't work. They made some changes in year one. They go out and get Devontae Adams. They go and get a Chandler Jones. They go and add some other players, do a great job drafting Dylan Parham. Some of the other drafts, picks, were not good. I've already written a story on that. I've already gone and out of the way. They get rid of Alex Leatherwood. It cost Mark Davis millions of dollars. I mean, here you go. Okay, we're going to throw millions of your dollars away. Okay, you're trying to do what the owner asked you to do. I have no problem. So throughout this course of time, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm reporting facts. I'm saying to you, I like Josh McDaniels. He's a good dad. He's a great husband. He's got four Super Bowl rings. We all know he was a terrific offensive coordinator. And I said, based on what you saw in Denver, you can say not a good head coach. But I know for a fact, because I know people who know him and are close to him, he had changed. His character wasn't like what it was in Denver. I get all of that. I have no issues with that. People change. And I said, we're going to judge him on what he does here in Vegas. Mark Davis brought him in. Now, as a reporter, my job is to simply report truth. It's not my job to flame. I'm not going to go out and jump on a bandwagon, ripping them for Indianapolis. What I know from the inside and not from him, what happened, I don't blame him. I'm not going to do that. Just like I'm not going to blame Mike Mayock for drafting a Henry Ruggs when all indications, I know people who coached Henry, people who played with him, people part of the Saban organization. He was a model citizen. There was no signs of what happened. And then it happens. Okay? I blame Mayock and Gruden and everybody for Arnett. 100% Damon Arnett. In fact, Damon Arnett was such a bad pick that I said, you know, that, that alone deserved people losing their job. But John Gruden really liked Arnett. Okay. That's your coach. You trust your coach. So... He comes in, and in his first year, the team's going into Pittsburgh, still hoping Derek can get it together, and they lose. I've already written about this in my article about the divorce with Derek. They got to move on from Derek. Okay, I get that. 
It didn't work. I think both parties were at fault, but it didn't work. And Josh needs a guy that runs his system. They have every reason to believe Tom Brady's coming. Not saying there was tampering, but I'm just going to tell you, because there are some things that as of right now, I cannot report, um, but will down the road. They make the move and then some things happen and Tom Brady isn't able to be a player for the Raiders. They moved all in, which if you're not going to keep Derek Carr, they did the right thing. If he got injured, his contract was guaranteed. Now, you can argue they're the ones that gave him the big deal. Totally agree. But they they gave it because they believed in him. So were they wrong in how they scouted him? You certainly can make that argument. And that's fair. Remember, my job is to be fair, not to be a fan. I don't blame him for what happened in Tom Brady's situation, again, because I know what happened like Indianapolis, and that was nothing that Josh McDaniels or Dave Ziegler did wrong, or Mark Davis for that matter. That was beyond their control. So you go out and get your hand-picked guy. You get Jimmy Garoppolo. This is your guy. They own it. You may remember, I said before he was hired, you can go back and read it because everything I put out there is out there. I said, I would not have made the move with Jimmy. Even though I do believe he's better for the system because of his injury history. You don't get rid of a Derek Carr for a Jimmy Garoppolo. I said it. I stand on it. Now, I also believe if Jimmy stayed healthy for 17 games, he was a better fit in the Josh McDaniel system than Derek. But I've said, you don't have any evidence that he's going to stay healthy. <clears throat> now, but as I wrote in the offseason, you give Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler the benefit of a doubt. This is their guy. He's not yet injured and missed games. And you you allow them. That's being fair. That's my job. I don't have the luxury of flaming. I have opinions. I have opinions. That was a good move. That wasn't a good move, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I have opinions on that, but that's not my job unless I'm doing an opinion piece. My job is to report to you and let you make the decision. So they come into 2022, which I just said with Derek, they have 23.2 points a game. They move from 18th in the year before he was here to 13th, five-place move for point and a half more a game. Now, remember, Josh was lauded along, of, among the NFL as an offensive genius. And I reported that. Amazing how people always said, I call them that. I referred to what people said. And with four Super Bowl rings, I think that's a very fair analysis analysis especially since his one year without tom he took mac jones to a pro bowl fair and i said all offseason this team is better i 100 percent believe when you look at marcus epps when you look at robert spillane when you look at the draft alex van wrote Jacoby Myers, 
totally think it's a better roster. Totally think. And you know what? I have no problem saying with Jimmy Garoppolo healthy, this team should win nine games. If it doesn't, it has horribly underperformed. And that's on Josh. Now let's go back. You signed Darren Waller to an extension. Boom. You get rid of him. I know there were some things that happened behind the scenes, but you did. You signed Hunter Runfro to a big extension. Now remember, these aren't deals they were stuck with. This is deals they did. And make no mistake, Dave Ziegler makes no move without the blessing of Josh McDaniels. That is a fact. So you go out, you sign Waller, big deal, you're able to get rid of him. Fine. You sign Hunter, big deal. I I have no problem with that. I've said all along, I like Hunter. I think Hunter's a great wide receiver. No issues with that. But then you come into 23 and through the first three games, and now we have a 20-game sample size. A 20-game sample size. Now we have enough proof, enough evidence under Josh McDaniels to no longer go on potential, but to start looking at reality. Okay? Your quarterback has taken a lot of hits. He's got more interceptions and touchdown passes. That's on you. That's on Josh. And the offense has gone from 13th to 29th, averaging 15 points a game. When you now have your guys, Hunter's your guy. You signed him, and he ain't getting the ball. It's ridiculous. Now, I understand Josh doesn't make the throws, and I'm being told from people on the inside that he's very upset with it. But the reality is, like Nick Saban said to me, and he's told others, if you're allowing it, you're coaching it. Okay, you're the you're this is your guy. Why isn't he fixing it after three games? Fair question. You're throwing away Mark Davis's money. You go sign Chandler Jones, he's your guy. Now, people around the NFL were stunned at the deal that Chandler got for a lot of reasons. I'm not going to talk about off the field, although I have every reason to believe the Raiders were well aware um, of concerns. But you don't, how many 30-year-old, over 30 defensive linemen, 30 and older defensive linemen are in their prime? And they went and paid him the contract that they did. But it was their guy. They believed in him. What did I say? Same thing with Jimmy. Okay. Let him be proven right or proven wrong. As a reporter, got nothing. I knew Damon Arnett. So I could comment there. But they're trying to build what they wanted to build. And they did. There you go. So now you come into 23. When you inherited the team, they were 18th in scoring. The next year, they move up five places because you get them up 1.4 points per game to 13. And now you got a roster full of your guys. Now, 
Is this a deep roster? No, the Raiders drafting has stunk for years. That's why I think it's a nine-win team. But you got a bunch of free agents and you turned a roster over. You got an NFL, returning NFL rushing leader who three games in can't even hardly be found. You can't manufacture a running game. And Josh was universally lauded in the running game, by the way. You can't get a passing game going with your guy, with Devontae, Jacoby, and Hunter? And Trey Tucker? You've got one of the worst performing draft classes, and I'm going to take Tyree out of it because everybody along the NFL said they knew he was raw and was probably going to, his freshman year was going to be a lot of a red shirt. A lot of people said it, but they still told me they would pick him. So I'm being fair. I'm going to take Tyree out of it. She got an underperforming draft class. Your offense, which you are the guy, is not performing. You've got your players openly in an NFLPA survey complaining about the amount of hours you keep them in the building. Players don't mind that. Players don't have a problem with working hard. Players don't have a problem with the extra work if you're winning. But see, you can only trust the process so long until the process don't work. I'll give you an example. My neighbor installed an invisible dog fence. And the principle is they wear a collar and you put flags around the perimeter of your yard. And as they get closer to the edge of where the underground buried fence is, they hear beeps. I don't want to hear from people who think this is okay or not okay. That's not the purpose of the point. But as the dog gets closer to the edge, they get an electric shock. As they get closer, the shock gets higher. And the principle is, is that your dog will learn, don't get anywhere near the edge of where the fence is. Okay. Now watch. I'm a dad. My youngest is 14 months. I love Dexter Ernest Wayne. He's my buddy. My wife and I adopted him, and he's a precious gift from the Lord. Love him. And he likes to crawl into my office and crawl into my lap and and play. He's just a little baby boy, loves to play. He's all boy, loves to play with his football and Paw Patrol. And when he comes, we'll do hugs and kisses together. Now, I want you to imagine if every time my son came to me, I spanked him, pushed him away. I ignored him. How long until he says, hey, that guy wants nothing to do with me? Follow me for a moment. You have a bunch of very highly paid men, many of whom are very wealthy. This is a testosterone-filled, violent league. How long are they going to trust your process when your process ain't working? We're 20 games in. And Josh McDaniels just had the worst coached game of his tenure. You can go back and talk about New Orleans last year. Bad game. 
the loss to Jeff Saturday. There, there's a bunch of losses last year. I'm sorry. Last year, they had the reasonable excuse. They didn't have their guys. They didn't have X, Y, and Z. They do this year. And everybody's been healthy. Well, except for Chandler. That's your guy. So in context, it was by far the worst. And I reported to you all offseason. And as a matter of fact, during the year last year, players haven't turned on Josh. I had people get mad at me. I had a guy give me death threats because I was lying. Oh, you're lying. And then when I had video of players saying they hadn't given up on them, well, they just had to say that. Okay. But it was factual. That's why I reported it. This is not a excuse for me video. I'm trying to bring you through the process to what Nathan said. But now we're 20 games in and we have a legitimate sample size. We're in year two with his guys. It isn't like Jimmy had never been hurt and got hurt like Aaron Rodgers did. That'd be a different story. That's not the case. He played the entirety. And now the question is, you're out here trying to work your players almost more than any other franchise. Probably there's probably two or three others, I'm told, that work like the Raiders do. But the process ain't working. Things are not good. And after 20 games, I can report to you, Josh just had his worst game. I'm not calling for him to be fired. I'm still the same guy that said he was an excellent, great man, terrific offensive coordinator, terrific husband, son, and father. I like Josh McDaniels. I don't like calling out people. Who does if they're a sane human being? But my job is to call spade a spade. So when he's in the building process, of which the arguments made sense, I'm going to give him that, that leeway. But now we're 20 games in. I'm sorry. Your worst game cannot be your 20th. Now, clearly, you're not in a retooling. And I don't even know that you can call it a rebuilding. I mean, you go from 21.8 points a game when you get here, 18th in the league. In your first year, you're 23.2. So you're up 1.4 points a game to 13th to 15 points a game. With your guys. It's not a completed roster. I get that. That's a fair argument. But going back, <clears throat> the guy you picked has more interceptions than touchdown passes. He can't throw to a multi-million dollar slot receiver who's one of the best in the NFL when you did it with Julian Edelman. When you did it with multiple guys. You can't, you can't find this. You can't get your quarterback to get the ball to Hunter Renfro enough that he's a threat. 
and he's open multiple times. Let's go back to the game. You're down 16. You get the ball, you drive. Six minutes to go to the game, you're huddling. And then your guys are walking to the line. There is zero sense of urgency. If you're thinking field goal, you don't take the points off the board a few minutes ago. But there's no sense of urgency. You score, the defense does their job, they get you the ball back. It's under two minutes. You're at the 12, fourth and four. And you kick a field goal. Now, remember, you're still going to need a touchdown to win. But you kick a field goal. Now, are we forgetting that not only would you still need a touchdown, but if you fail, you now have them pinned down deep at the goal line with your defense playing loud and proud. And you didn't have to even get a touchdown. You're at the 12. It's four yards. You had plenty of opportunity for good stuff to happen. My buddy Vic Taffer from the Athletic asked Josh McDaniels, does that mean you don't trust your offense? He totally disagreed. I agree with Vic. 100%. And talking to people around the league, they agreed with Vic. That's a... Uh, my article is going to get into a lot of things. But I want to make this clear. I don't appreciate the narrative that I've turned on anybody. This isn't personal. It's my job. And my job is to... I'm not going to just go negative because that's a lot of clicks. If I think there's a legitimate argument from the regime, I'm going to present it and I'm going to say that that makes sense to me. But at the same time, when it you can't make sense of it, that's got to be called out. I've covered a ton of coaches. Some I couldn't stand as human beings. But my job wasn't to let what I thought of them as a human being interfere with my coverage. I like Josh McDaniels. He is an honorable husband, father, son, and friend. He is one of the best offensive coordinators that the NFL has ever had. The jury if it had to decide today, would say he is not a good football coach, head football coach. He isn't fired. I'm not calling for him to be fired. We're only three games into the season. That's stupidity. Well, I mean, there's nobody you're going to give the, the internship to. And you still want your players to develop, even if you plan on getting rid of them. So you let him coach out. I'm going to say this. It's not personal. You go to a restaurant and you don't like the food. Doesn't mean that you think the chef is a bad person. 
he may or may not be, has nothing to do with him, has everything to do with the food. And what Raider Nation has been getting fed after 20 games is terrible. These fans, I don't remember who put it, so I'm, it was not me, but somebody put a picture on Twitter of a fan holding a sign that said, we deserve better. And they're right. I don't want to hear anyone complain about the crowds. If you're a ticket holder and you want to sell your ticket based on the product that you just saw, I can't blame you. It was terrible. Now, Optostats gave this stat out. Since 1994, when the NFL put in the two-point conversion, the Raiders are the only team in the last three minutes or less in a game down by exactly eight points to go for two. Okay. It is one thing to lose a football game. In the NFL, everybody's good. There's no shame in that. But the Raiders lost on Saturday, on Sunday, excuse me, because the Raiders beat themselves. Let's not pretend here. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't come in and beat the Raiders. The Raiders beat the Raiders. Bad mistakes, dumb turnovers. Execution failures. That's some players. Coaching blunders. And then I don't even know a word stronger than blunders that I'm willing to say. And you're 20 games in. Josh McDaniels has a lot bigger problem on his hands than whether or not he loses to the Chargers this weekend. I would suggest you read my article. It's not personal. I like them. It's just the facts. And the facts are the Raiders are failing. I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Please check out our article. Hope you have a great night. God bless you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.